We're on the road with Mickey, we're gonna have some fun. Regardless of the rain or sun, our trip has just begun. So buckle up, let's go, we're about to start the show. And maybe if you like us, you'll see where else we'll go. Hi everyone, I'm Sophie, he's Mike. Welcome to our little corner of the podcasting universe. Hopefully you like the sound of our voices and you want to stick around for the show. Not that it stays in one place for long. I mean, after all, we are on the road with Mickey. So hop in the car and buckle up your skate belts because we've got an awesome adventure this week. Now a brief rundown before we get moving. First up, our roundtable talk where we'll discuss the main topic for this week followed by some Disney trivia ranging from Disney history to a random Disney character of the day. Well, that's just about it. Everybody ready? Let's get this show on the road. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to On the Road with Mickey. I'm Mike, and she's Sophie. Hi. And um, and today we're going to talk about our um, topic of the day, which is staying on property or off property. So that's going to be um, the primary topic. And, of course, we're going to have our This Day in Disney History segment. And we're going to have our Disney Who's Who character of the day. So we hope that you enjoy and that you're looking forward to today's podcast. Mm-hmm. Speaking of last week, Daddy, um, would you mind telling our audience what exactly you got in terms of the fast passes? Sure. Thanks for bringing that up. We um, we were able to make our fast passes on Wednesday, which would have been the fifteenth of January. And um, our first day is at the Magic Kingdom, and we were able to do Splash Mountain, Space Mountain, and Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. And the Seven Dwarfs, I had to, I, I logged in right at seven a.m. like I do for all my clients to make fast passes. But when I logged in, it was already at 5 p.m. for the fast pass time. So our swimming dwarfs is around 5 p.m. that night. Um, and then on Monday, the 16th, we are at Animal Kingdom. And um, I was not able to get Avatar Flight of Passage. So I, I kind of settled for Navi River Journey. But that's okay because I like Navi River Journey anyway. Um, but it, it kind of bothers me that it showed up and it was totally gone already when I just started, you know, minutes before. But didn't um, you get it also, once on another day? I did get it for another day. So let me get to that in just a moment. Um, oh, okay. So I also got Kilimanjaro Safaris and we're going to do Expedition Everest. And on oh, that nice. day... We're eating at Tusker House, and we're going to do um, preferred seating for Rivers of Light. So we'll see what that's about. And then on Wednesday, the or Tuesday the 17th, we are um, going to Epcot, and we're going to do Test Track and Living with the Land and Mission Space. And that's the day that we're going to do the concert series with Starship. And then on Wednesday, the 18th, we're going to be at Hollywood Studios. And we've got um, 
Slinky Dog Dash. One of the things I wanted to look at was seeing if I'd be able to make a fast pass for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which is the new ride that opens on March 4th. But it was not even an option for me to even select it as a fast pass. It's not on the list at all. So I think it'll be added onto the list in the future. But um, but right now it's not um, it's not something that I can do. So we went with Slinky Dog Dash, and we've also got Star Tours and Muppet Vision 3D. And then Thursday, back to the Magic Kingdom, we're doing Seven Dwarfs again, and Big Thunder Mountain and Peter Pan's Flight. And that's the night that we are having dinner at California Grill. And then on Friday, March 20th, we'll back at Epcot. And I chose Soren and Journey into Imagination with Figment and Spaceship Earth. And then the last day is Animal Kingdom. And that's the day I was able to get Avatar Flight of Passage. And I was able to get an early one. Um, so 9.45. And then 10.45, Expedition Everest. And um, 1.30... Festival of the Lion King, which is a show we really like. So those are the three we got for our last day, and then unfortunately that's when we have to head back to the, back to the home and and reality after that. So well, so I, that's our fast passes. What do you think, Sophie? I think that we're going to have a bunch of fun, and since you gave people the days we'll be at which park, who knows? Maybe we might just see a few of our listeners while we're there. Exactly. And I will um, post on social media. You know, we're on Facebook and I haven't talked a whole lot about that. And we've got um, Twitter and so forth. And of course, you can always email us at info at on the road with Mickey.com. And also, you can call our voicemail number. That number is 919 799 and yeah, you can reach out to us. But on the road with Mickey is a page I have on Facebook, so feel free to to look for us. And that's probably where we'll publish um, if we're gonna have any meetups or anything. If anyone's interested in 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 meeting us, then we'll talk about doing that. So um, and I'll publish that through Facebook. But um, but that's enough for for um, for last week. Now let's get into this week's show. Um, Sophie, we're talking about on property and off property. Yes, we are. All right. And, why don't you take it for a little bit? Okay. Well, before we have on our guest speaker, a very close friend of mine, his name is Zach, I wanted to talk about where we'll be staying this time around because, well, we haven't stayed there since a very long time ago. I think it was one of my first trips to Disney that we stayed at Coronado. Yes, it was. one. Of, it was our first on-property um, resort that we stayed at. Yes. And I know that in the interview with Zach, I say that we've never stayed off-property before. That is not entirely true, but me being me and Daddy being Daddy, Daddy's a little bit more experienced with resorts than I am. Therefore, I was not aware that we were staying off-property so I told them that we had never stayed off property. Truth is, we actually have. But the off property places that we stayed at 
once was before we stayed at Coronado the first time, and that was at a timeshare of another friend of mine. And yep. the other times we stayed off property, we stayed at a good neighbor hotel called the Double Tree. Yep. And that was because another friend of mine could get such a great rate there. So, but the off property place that Zach stayed at this on his last trip, he stayed at a rental house near Buena Vista Way. So he was in a house that his family was renting and it's a little bit different than staying in a hotel room. Yeah. Yeah, it is a little bit different. So, um, you know, staying off property has his perks and everything. And we'll get into some of the pros and cons after we hear Zach and Sophie's interview. Um, one of the things I wanted to just highlight a little bit about Coronado specifically, because there's a, there's a lot that it has going for it. Um, it's got a great, um, a great pool area and it just has had a, a, a really big renovation done where they actually put in a tower um, and it's called the Grand Destino Tower. And we're not staying at the Grand Destino Tower section of Coronado. We're um, staying in um, a water view room, um, which is like from before. But um, but the Grand Destino actually has it's tall enough so that if you are there visiting, you can actually see the fireworks from Epcot and Hollywood Studios, I believe, from the tower. So it's 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 high enough up that it's pretty impressive. Um, other things that it's got going for it is it's, it's it, this is one of the um, conference resorts, meaning that it has its own conference rooms um, set up for if you wanted to bring in your business and have a lot of conference space and meetings and stuff like that. This is one of the ones that you can do that at. Um, it's a big resort because of that, but it's themed in a southwestern feel. So it doesn't to me, it doesn't feel that that big. Um, of course, most of the people that are staying at their properties, they they see their section of it where their room is but most of them don't have to um don't don't go all the way around and everything like that to see the whole thing so so that's not a big deal but um anyway so so we what we've got is we've got sophie's interview with zach coming up and then we'll be back in just a little bit after that where um where we'll talk more about the perks of staying on property versus off property. All right, everybody. I think it's time that we introduce our guest here. This is Zachary Murphy. He's actually a very close friend of mine. Zach, introduce yourself. Hello. How's everybody doing today? So the reason we're having Zach on today is because we are talking about whether or not it's a good idea to stay on or off property, which both of them are good ideas. But me and my dad, we've actually never stayed off property on a Disney trip. Zach Marie here has. In fact, it was on his last trip that he stayed off property and he kept me in pretty close contact. So, Zach, let's begin, shall we? Tell me, how long was your journey to Florida for your party this time around? The trip usually takes nine hours if you take 95 straight into Florida. You see some interesting locations after all, you pass right past Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Any 
Any road marks that you want to point out on the way? You can tell when you get into Jacksonville because you'll start seeing blockades on either side of the road and you can see the city as you approach. Hmm, very nice. Tell me, have you ever stayed on or off property before? I know you've been to Disney, but I'm not quite sure what your living experience has been. I've stayed twice on property, twice off property. Our first Disney trip as a family, we stayed at the sports resort. The next time around, we stayed at the Key West Resort. The trip after that, which is also a Christmas trip, we stayed at the Crown Plaza in downtown Orlando, and this time around, we stayed at a neighborhood. Very nice. So you've stayed on property before. Could you explain your experience with them? So the sports resort is very much a little kid's resort, little play area with X's and O's, paintball obstacles, and the key was just for families. Large condo houses that can be interconnected. Um, the pool was there, game room, a lot of fun. Okay. Um, I actually remember you telling me a story right before we began about Key West. Could you please? Come on, I'm looking for details here. That's the entire point of the interview. Okay, so that trip around, I had started coming down with a cough. My family tried everything we noticed until finally they decided to take me to the doctors. I had come down with bronchitis that trip. Thankfully, it didn't cause too much issues on the trip. Mm-hmm. Just one day of me being at the doctor's while everyone else ate breakfast on the resort. That was pretty much it. Ah, uh, well, I'm glad that you made a speedy recovery. <laughs> Actually, it's odd because every time I go to Disney with a friend of mine, it's weird. One of us gets sick before or during the trip. I remember the, one of my last trips, I was with my friend Jagan. She got sick before the trip, so I thought I was safe. <laughs> The last day we were there, I ended up losing my voice for some reason, and I don't know why. Well, anyway, tell me, how many people were in your party this time around? So we had nine people around. My parents, my grandparents on my father's side of the family, my brother's sister and their significant others, and then myself. Ah, seems like you were the ninth wheel, were you? Essentially, yes. (laughs) Well... Considering you had such a big party, I can only assume that the place you stayed at would be large enough to accommodate all those people. Could you describe it for me? If you were a Disney person, I would very much recommend this house. You enter the doorway, and along the walls inside the house there are various Disney quotes from movies such as Winnie the Pooh, Tangled, and stuff like that. There's a bedroom right at the door when you get in, the kitchen and dining room, the li- two living rooms downstairs with TVs. Upstairs, you have three bedrooms, an adult bedroom, another adult bedroom with a crib in it, which was my room for that trip, a bedroom with two sets of bunk beds, which is where my brother and my sister's boyfriend stayed, my grandparents stayed downstairs, as did my sister and my brother's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. The room, the bathroom with the, with the bunk beds and the bedroom that I stayed in had an interconnected bathroom. The bunk bedroom was Star Wars decorated. It was, honestly, when we walked in, I was surprised. Oh my gosh, I want to stay there. (laughs) Anyway, keep going. The amenities at the the house were pretty accommodating. Mm -hmm. You had a game room with pool and air air hockey, but the pool stick was pretty much broken. Mm -hmm. The pool, no heat temperature, so you really couldn't, you couldn't get warm. Mm. The rooms were all carpet. So, and one of the rules was you had to take your shoes off right by the door. Um, couldn't really mess, couldn't really mess with the temperature. And they had this annoying alarm between the main building and the pool, 
every time you open the door, you had to click a button, you close the door, someone on the other side has to click a button, or the alarm would start blaring. It's an anti-theory system that all the rented houses use. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that there is a very funny story between you and that alarm. Could you tell me that? So the first time we went, we thought the button was just decoration. We opened the door to go take a look at the pool. We're all tired and we had just been like cramped cars for nine hours. I opened the door not paying attention and then the alarm starts blaring. Everybody jumped out of their skin until I realized, hey, there's a button. Click the button, read the rules, and then we realized this could be the most annoying thing on that trip besides the weather. <laughs> oh, that is funny. So tell me, there are a few differences in transport between on and off property. I can understand that on property, because I've stayed there so many times, all it takes is you just finding a bus and hopping on it and going to where you want to go. I don't suppose the bus routes actually extend off property. They don't extend off the resorts, no. Uh, So, could you tell me about that? So, the main way you could get into the resorts is they have parking for people who stay off property. You drive into the resort, you drive to the park you want to visit that day. They line you up in parking, each parking has its own theme, as everybody I'm pretty sure knows. But the way to get into the Magic Kingdom was very special. You would park in a parking kiosk area, walk up to get your ticket if you hadn't been to another park for the day, and you would have two options to get to the Magic Kingdom. You could take a ferry across the water or you could take Disney's monorail system. The monorail system gets very jam-packed and I assure you the rules for keeping inside the doors at all times will get get stuck in your head. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. It's all you hear on the monorail mm-hmm. when you leave and when you come to the park. Yes. Why do I always love that sound? Anyway, continue. <laughs> um, so driving to the park is not as bad as when you go to leave, especially at the end of the day, because that's when everybody's leaving, especially, let's say you go to Epcot first day. Mm-hmm. Epcot, you can just park, get on one of the, tr- on one of the little trams that runs you to- from your parking spot to the park. Epcot, a lot of fun, especially for older people like you and I. If you want to take your kids, I would recommend doing it, especially for rides like Test Track and Spaceship Earth. Yes. We actually talked about the Fast Passes we were making last week. I'm pretty sure you watched the show. Yes, I did. Yes, and I agree with you. Epcot is very fun, mainly for you and me, and for kids possibly, because let it go, let it go. That's Magic No, that's Magic Kingdom. Although Uh, there is that one ride, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes, I was like, how could you not know about Frozen anyway? They changed that they changed that ride around actually. Wait, what? They changed it a little bit. Great, now I have so, to go on it. So, you know the part where there's the waterfall before you leave? Yes. Instead of just rounding the corner and going, what it does is there's a lock there. Mm. Your car will pull like this and you're facing Elsa. And at the part where it sings Let It Go, the climax of it, the lock, lock, the lock moves from behind you. So you're falling backwards. Oh! <laughs> Great, now I do have to go on that. Anyway. Um, for parents with children with mental disabilities who dislike lines, such as myself, I would definitely recommend getting hold of a disability pass and putting it on the magic band for your kid. Mm-hmm. This allows you to, let's say your kid wants to ride a ride, but the line is long. You can walk up to a staff member, tell them that your child has a disability and you wish for what is called a comeback time. It is any it is any time past that certain amount of time they give you that you can come back and you go through the fast pass line or through the exit route to get into the ride. Uh-huh. That's I think it. I've had one of those before, but it was somebody else's and I haven't had one since. They're easy to get. You just have to go up to the customer service desk. Uh-huh. And 
most they'll keep you on record, but sometimes you have to get it renewed with a new photo, like I had to, because it had been a couple, maybe three, four years. Mm. Well, I think that's enough. We've kind of gone off on a tangent. But back to the talking about the place where you stayed. If you had to choose for your next trip, would you stay on or off property and why? For the amount of people you have, and depending on your budget for the time, I would recommend staying off property. Just because if you have a very rowdy family that's competitive with board games or watches sports like my family does, and throwing that out there, I would definitely recommend staying off property. Sure, there's going to be rules you have to follow, like when we stayed at the house, we had to keep our shoes off the carpet, mm-hmm. socks only. Um, also, be careful with what you eat and drink, make sure you clean up, because my family had a small bit of an ant problem when we were there, mm-hmm. which is easy to deal with. Um, make sure you close the screen doors on the pool if they're open, just because the reason those pools are, those screen doors there is because Florida has a big insect problem. Yeah. If you have children with, if you have children with food allergies, especially like how my sister has a stack of them. Yeah. I recommend the beer garden. It's a buffet in Epcot. Mm-hmm. Great service. Yes, I agree with you there. But we've actually already made our reservations for our trip, so Jeez. we're probably not going to be talking about those until sometime in March, maybe. Like, right before we go. Anyway, continue. So, the fun part about staying off property is it gives you more places to go out to eat. Buffalo Wild Wings, depending on the location. Mm. I don't remember the exact neighborhood, but it is a location within Lake Buena Vista. It's not a gated neighborhood, but it is a collection of rent houses. There are sometimes where the owner will stay at those houses, but basically what they do is you don't have to make the bed or anything because usually the owner will, the head of the community will come in and clean that house. Every house has a security code. Don't say it out loud, write it down, make sure only your family really knows it. Um, so the bedroom I stayed at overlooked the driveway. Mm-hmm. There were times where staff would be walking around and you also have to put the garbage out at certain periods of time so you can see them coming. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, those sound like a bunch of different reasons to stay off property. I myself might continue to stay on property because that's just what my parents and I are used to and we like not having to drive anywhere. But thank you for your time and we have actually, it's the perfect amount actually because my dad wanted me to keep this 15 minutes tops. So thank you for joining me today. Absolutely no problem. Thank you for inviting me. Uh-huh. And I hope that we'll possibly see you around for another episode, maybe. If I may add one thing. Yes? For those who are going to stay during Christmas to New Year's Eve, I would definitely recommend going to Hollywood Studios on New Year's Eve. To throw this giant party out front by the theater. But the year this year I went was very special. They did a giant celebration for Star Wars. Py- pyrotechnics, the works, and they showed this entire film over the whole Star Wars saga on the Chinese theater. Oh, wow. And there were many quotes that I could remember off the top of my head, but the one for all the, for all the children to definitely remember is a quote from Yoda saying, failure is the best teacher. I can agree with that. And did you know the Chinese theater, it was once the home to a very special ride called the Great Movie Ride? I remember the Great Movie Ride. It's a shame it's not there anymore. Oh, come on. I'm actually quite excited for the ride that they're putting in place of that. It's a place, 
It's a ride called Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. It's actually the first ride centered around the famous mouse couple. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. And just so we're clear, everybody, it's going to be open March 4th, which means I'll be just in time for it, so I'm very excited! Haha! <laughs> oh my gosh, you should see the look Zach is giving me Although right Although I got now. to ride all the Star Wars stuff first. Hush up! I <laughs> will do that! If you want to build a lightsaber, it is going to be entirely made out of metal. It's going to be like 200 some odd dollars. But, when you go to Galaxy's Edge, it is very much for the kids. Rebels will be walking around interacting with the kids. Kyle will be doing the same. For the adults, you get to you get this officer figure who walks around and heckles anybody in a costume. Not trying to be mean, but what he basically is saying is like, you're a member of the resistance. I need my squad. Where is my squad? And there's these two stormtroopers that'll be standing nearby going at us. <laughs> oh my gosh, you are great. Anyway, yes, I'd say we're just about done here. So, thank you for joining me today, Zach. And, well, tell everybody who's listening goodbye. Hope everybody enjoyed this little podcast. If my voice sounded off, I do apologize. And I hope everybody has a good day. I can make sure it sounds good. Anyway, bye, everybody. Say bye, Zach. Bye. See ya. Well, everyone, we're back from that interview. Thank you, Zach, for volunteering to be our um, first interview guest. So, that's a... That's quite a feat, and hopefully we will have many more interview segments like that in the future. And mm-hmm. Sophie, great job on interviewing him. And let's go ahead and um, and go into a little bit of a discussion on um, on the differences between staying on property versus off property. Sophie, okay. do you have any questions you want to ask? Well, considering we know that Zach personally prefers staying off property, I have to ask you, I know for a fact that you and I both prefer staying on property, so what are the pros and cons between staying on and off since you have more experience than I do with staying off property outside of a hotel, like in a timeshare? Okay, so one of the biggest um, pros for staying off property is the rate you can get for your room, especially if you have a large family traveling together like zach did you know he had what was it sophie seven people nine people nine people not seven nine and um so a big house like they got is really helpful for everyone to be able to to hang out you know after they're at the parks and stuff like that and so um so what but that a, a, a room like that at disney would probably be at least a two-bedroom villa at a dvc property maybe even a three-bedroom depending on where um and those are not cheap by any stretch so a lot of times you can get a bigger value by staying off property for your lodging for a case like that now um staying on property if you have a small party like we have okay then um then if uh, the three of us staying at Coronado um, can actually be economical because Disney has so many resorts and so many rooms that a lot of times they'll offer up promotions to try and make sure that those rooms are filled. Mm. And that, um, that can result into some savings to where staying on property can be almost as 
economically sound for a small party as it is for um, a staying off property. So it can really balance out. And of course, when you stay on property, you've got the whole Disney experience. You've got the theming that goes with it. You've got, um, you know, in the case of Coronado, it's themed uh, like in the Aztec. So Southwest theming. Um, If you stay at all star movies, then it's, you know, based off of the movies and the Disney classics and things like that. So an animal kingdom, we can't forget animal kingdom lodge. No, you can't because you've got the Savannah and you see the giraffes at your window and the other animals out on their Savannah. And, and so because giraffes are mommy's favorite, they are mommy's favorite. So, um, so there's a lot that you can see and do and experience even after you leave the parks just by staying on property and with disney's transportation system they have the um one of the largest transportation systems in the state of florida so you know you don't even have to get in your car if you stay off property you have to drive in unless you're staying at a hotel like like we did at the double tree where they had bus transportation to the parks mm-hmm. um, you know you can take the bus in those instances but a lot of times it's a little bit different and it's not quite as convenient so that's just something to to keep in mind there um and and some of the last a couple other um things to keep in mind are that um when you stay on property you can you can sign up for the disney dining plan Mm -hmm. and you can also sign up or you get extra magic hours. Some parks open early or stay open later, so you have that options as well. But at the same time, if you stay off property, you also have easier access to other parks, such as Universal, because Zach didn't go to explicitly Disney during his trip, he told me. He also went to Universal, and he rode a few more rides there than I rode when I went. Yeah, absolutely. and. Um, and that's a really good point, you know. Universal, it used to be with Universal that um, that it wasn't as, as developed out as it is now. So if you were going to Disney, it was no big deal to go over to Universal for a day and see everything that you wanted to see. Um, and then come back and enjoy the rest of your Disney. Universal is a destination now. Just like Walt Disney World's a destination. So in a situation like that having a place off property gives you the easier flexibility to go to either park you're right you know because you don't have to worry about a rental car or anything like that you just drive your car Mm -hmm. um, or uber if you need to or something like that one of the things an off property person or guest will have to deal with regardless of the park they visit universal or disney is they're going to have to deal with parking and paying for parking so Mm -hmm. that's a that's a cost that that can add up you know i i don't remember the exact parking cost right now because it's not something i have to do a whole lot but if you let's say you drive down to disney um and you're staying at coronado which we're not driving this time but if we did um we would get a parking pass Coronado Mm -hmm. and if we wanted to go to the parks we could just 
show um and if we wanted to drive to the park we could show the parking attendants our pass when we get to where you would normally pay for parking and then you get it in without having to pay for parking because you're an on property guest so yes. so and that's just another little costs when he went to the parks so all he told me about were the parking lots say that again sorry Zach didn't mention the costs when he talked about transportation. No, and you know that's not a that's not a surprise because he probably wouldn't wasn't the one driving and, yeah. and paying you know for that. So true. So, so not a big deal, not a big deal. But there is a cost for parking when you go to the parks, and um, you know, and that's the same over at Universal as well. So, but anyway. So there, there's a lot of benefits for staying on property, and there's a lot of benefits for staying off property. Um, I don't think there's necessarily a wrong answer, but from an experience perspective and the way that um, the way our trips tend to work out, it seems to me that we have a better trip when we're staying on property. And yes. I I don't know. Maybe maybe that's no, that's not entirely accurate because when we stayed off property with Sheila and Randy and Jay again, we had a great trip. Yeah. So, you know, so that that's that what I just said is not true. You know, that was a great time and that was a great rate that we were able to get. You're right. So so that's that was a good a good time. Mm-hmm. Um I just like being immersed in Disney when we're at Disney. So for me, me, being on property just makes it seem like, to me, it just seems like it's the way to go for most people. But, you know, like I said, to each is their own and there's no wrong way, you know, so. And those complimentary cookies at the Doubletree were very nice. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and all that. And, and the people, the staff at the Doubletree were, were phenomenal. So, yes, yes. And part of the nice thing about that Doubletree, um, if you're, if you're looking at staying and you want to see, compare some costs, we can look at, um, on property and off property. That's something that, that I do sometimes for some of my clients that decide that they want to just, investigate the differences um and the double tree is in disney springs so it's right by downtown disney or what used to be downtown disney so it's almost it almost feels like you're not even leaving disney even though it's not a disney resort so and that's why it's easy to think you're still on property but um but yeah, so so that's some of the good things that I think there's a, there's a lot of benefits both ways. And if anyone has any questions, of course, reach out to us. You can reach us at info at on the road with or you can call our, our voicemail box. And um, just remember that um, there's there's no wrong way. So we can look at what works best for you and your family. Now, um, moving on a little bit. We're now up to our This Day in Disney History. So, Sophie, what are we going to talk about today? Well, today in 
history in general, not just Disney history, is a very special day. Because in 1930, today, January 20th, a very special man by the name of Buzz Aldrin was born in Montclair, New Jersey. Wow. Yes. And you want to know what's so special about this man? I think a lot of you have actually heard his name. Yes, I have. Yes. Just but along, tell us. Just along Neil Armstrong, he was the second human ever to land on the moon. And the reason he's a, an important part of Disney history is because over the years, the veteran astronaut has attended several space-related events at the Disney theme cart theme parks, including the launch of Epcot's Mission Space in 2003. He's 90 years old today in 2020, so that was 17 years ago. He was 80, 73 when he attended that. That is a very good age to be up and kicking like that, and I'm very happy that he's still alive. Yeah, exactly. But what's special, because I remember you told me what character you were going to be talking about today, Daddy. Mm -hmm. And although you said a certain character that I love very much, I was slightly disappointed that you didn't choose Buzz Lightyear. But I'm glad that you didn't, because then it would be repetitive. Because you see, <laughs> Aldrin is also the inspiration for the Pixar character that we know and love, as based off of his first name, Buzz Lightyear. Wow. That's cool. I didn't know any of that, Sophie. Oh, yes. And he even voiced himself in the Recess TV episode, Space Cadet. Cool. Recess was an old television show on Disney Channel in the 90s. That's cool. That's yes. Cool. Do you have anything else regarding today's day in history? No, not today. Okay. All right. Well, then uh, moving on, we also are going to talk about our Disney Who's Who character for today. Mm -hmm. And this character is very well known. Like Sophie mentioned, she, this character um, has her own movie. She's had her own animation movie. She's had her own live action movie. And um and she wears a very beautiful blue dress. And I bet everyone now knows who it is. And I know you know, Sophie. So who is it? Cinderella. That's right, Cinderella. Or rather so, by her proper name, Ella. Okay. But I know her by Cinderella. So that's how I'm gonna reference her. Okay. So we all know the story of Cinderella. Her mother passed away when she was just a young girl. And her father, believing that she needed a mother figure in her life, she married Lady, or he married Lady Tremaine and brought her and her daughters to live with the family. And then tragedy struck when he passed away also. Um, and when that happened, we all know Cinderella's life took a turn for the worse for a spell for a season and um and she became almost like a servant to lady tremaine and the girls um but we also know that cinderella has a happy ending in her story 
you know, her fairy godmother um, dresses her up nicely in her beautiful gown and gives her the the glass slippers, right, Sophie? Correct. And sends her off to the ball where she meets the prince. And ultimately, that that tragedy turns into um, a happy ending because she and the prince end up getting married and living happily ever after. Indeed. Now, I have a couple bits of did you know? So tell me, Sophie, did you know that long before the feature film of Cinderella, there were plans to produce a silly symphony story based on the story of Cinderella? No, I did not know that. That would have been really cool, wouldn't it? Yes, it would have been, but I also knew that before the original movie of Cinderella, there was a Betty Boop cartoon, and it was playing the story of Cinderella, only Cinderella was Betty Boop, and it's the only animated short where Betty Boop has red hair. Wow. Yes, it's completely in color, but Betty Boop is not a brunette in that one. She's a redhead. Okay. And she has blue eyes. I had no idea. No idea on that. And I got another did you know. So this is um, a did you know as much about Walt Disney as it is about Cinderella. Yeah. So did you know that the transformation of Cinderella's torn dress into a beautiful gown fit for a princess is said to be Walt Disney's Favorite piece of animation ever. No, I did not know that. That, to me, is pretty darn cool. (laughs) I I can't lie. I just think that's super cool. And I do not blame him. That is a very fantastical piece of animation. Very beautiful. And for our listeners, they don't know that Sophie is interested in becoming an animator and so uh, i'm just picturing when you get into your career after your schooling is all done and you're doing animation and i can just imagine you doing an animation piece that the director the producer just absolutely falls head over heels over i can't wait till that happens and that will be so cool well, I certainly hope that happens. I can't wait, and I'm certain it'll happen. So, yes. so I think that's really neat. Now, I don't have anything else for today's episode. Do you have anything else, Sophie? Not that I can think of except for this one quote I found online one time. Go for it. Cinderella did not wish for a prince. She wished for a nice dress and a night off, and she got those things. Plus a little something extra. <laughs> That's funny. That's that is very funny, and I'm very, very glad that you talked about her today. Once again, we would both like to thank Zach for being on the podcast with us. He was our first guest speaker, and we hope that we'll have more amazing guest interviews like we had with him. He was very entertaining for me at the very least, and I hope he was entertaining for the rest of you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, Sophie, what would you like 
to talk about next week? Well, I know that in the interview with Zach, I told him that we probably wouldn't be talking about reservations until March, but since it's my turn to pick the topic, I would like to talk about dining reservations because I'm a foodie. All right. A very big foodie. I love my food too, as you know. Yes. So next week, we're going to focus on our dining reservations. And you know what? We're going to talk about not just the reservations we have in those restaurants, but also about some of our favorite quick service locations as well. Oh, so, definitely. Um, so, Sophie, some of your homework and my homework as well is to come up with a couple places at each of the parks that you really like to eat at that are um, that are quick service, counter service type locations. All right. Agreed. But when All you right. said homework, I got very worried and I was like, what homework? I have classes, though. <laughs> yeah, not that not that involved homework. Yeah. But, um, so might maybe we might want to split this load with some of our audience and have them talk about some of their favorite dining reservations at Disney. Absolutely. And and, and just a reminder for everyone, you can reach us via voicemail and our voicemail box is 919-799-8390 or you can send us an email and our email address is info at on the road with mickey.com and lastly you can reach base you can touch base with us on facebook on our facebook page on the road with mickey so that wraps it up for this week except i wanted to share one last quote and it's a quote from the great walt disney himself and i think it's appropriate sophie for this for this thing that we're doing this podcasting thing that we're starting up and it's called and the quote is from Walt Disney. It's kind of fun to do the impossible. And it, I have to agree. Yeah. And, you know, when we first started this, we didn't know what we were doing. And we still kind of don't know exactly what we're doing. But we're having a lot of fun doing it. So. Yes, we are. All right. Well, thank you, Sophie. We'll talk later. And thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a good week. Bye. Bye.